Hi, welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Wise Guys podcast. I'm Carson Baskin, and this is my lovely assistant, Zachariah Barger. Boom. Moving up in the world. Yeah. Just the more important it gets, the more syllables we add. I don't know what syllables are, but we'll work through that later. So, uh, Zach, I understand that you had your Leukemia and Lymphoma Society Charity Golf Tournament this last week. How'd that go? Went really well. Uh, We had... Uh, 140 players, 35 teams is our biggest turnout yet. We do this every year. It's our uh, eighth annual Hacker Scramble. And uh, yeah, it's in honor of uh, or for in support of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which uh, my mom had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So that's why we do this tournament every year in support of her. She's been in remission for six years, thankfully. So the goal is to help raise some more money to help uh, individuals like my mom become survivors as well. So uh, we raised a little over 12 grand. Uh, we're on our way to possibly doing about 15 once the silent auction is done. If you're interested in making a donation or want to help out, we would greatly appreciate it. The links for both the silent auction and uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society donation page that we have set up is in my bio as well as in the show notes. So if you're looking at this on Tic Tac or IG or on YouTube, we'll have it in the uh description and in my bio and then we'll have it on the podcast show notes as well so appreciate all your support and yeah another great event a lot of fun right on man glad it worked out well appreciate it man you were there uh, dominating the putting contest you have a fun time doing that you know uh it's amazing i, I i'm told that that particular uh hole was I think the technical golf term was a real bastard. That's that's what I get here. <laughs> that's what everybody said for sure. Yeah, I don't but, know uh, a ton about golf. I almost made it with the no look putt. I'm not gonna lie, I was about two feet away from making this like 60 foot putt with uh, not looking at the ball. So no big deal. Absolutely. It on, was on that. Actually, one of my cooler moments of the day. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I know we uh, are having another round of stats that just got released. I, I thought maybe we could go through those a little bit and kind of talk about what they mean and what it's looking like in the market here in Austin. For sure. Yep. So the September stats have been released by ABOR. And so when we look at the city of Austin stats, um, our median home price, a key one that we look at, we're down about 2% from September over September. Our median home price is 536 k so I do think it's important to put in perspective, though, we still are up from the initial 2021 numbers. So we've been pretty flat since June of last year with our median home price. We've been somewhere between 580 and 530. I think 525 was our lowest, but we've been in that ballpark um, for a little over a year and a half now. So we've paid, stayed pretty flat. I anticipate that to continue with uh, interest rates being as high as they are. Our interest rates are up at 8% now. First time in 23 years, we've seen mortgage rates on a 30-year fixed be above 8%. So that's fun. That was back in the days when pets.com was uh, falling apart. Remember those days? Wow. I haven't thought about that sock puppet in a few years. I think I was in fourth grade back in the uh, dot-com bubble, but it's been a minute. Make your first million. (laughs) Nah, dude. I got that in second grade. Let's be real. But yes, median home prices stayed pretty steady. I anticipate that to be the case for um, the coming months. I think 2024 is going to be a pretty flat year. One thing that's interesting is when we talk about what a home is worth, we talk about market value. How would we define that, Carson? How would we define market value? All right. I'm a little rusty here, but market value is what a seller will accept and what a buyer is willing to pay. Most definitely. That is exactly correct. Someone was paying attention. First time everybody, somebody's actually listened during one of my training classes. I appreciate that. Thank you. But uh, yes, a, a house is worth what somebody is willing to to accept, the seller is willing to accept, and the buyer is willing to offer. 
The interesting thing that's happening in our market right now is we have a huge disconnect between the majority of sellers and the majority of buyers. We are still seeing some houses sell, but we have a lot of sellers that just have a bottom line number that they're not going to get. And so houses are sitting and then they're ending up expiring. So our median sales price is based on what's actually closed. So that stayed pretty steady. Um, but I think that's somewhat skewed because there's a lot of homes on the market that are just listed above what they're actually going to get. Um, and because of that, we see a much higher months of inventory right now. We're at f- uh, 4.1 months, which is um, 1.4 months higher than last September. But what's really interesting that is I'm sure if you're watching the news and they're talking about the real estate market on a national level, you're hearing that our inventory numbers are still way down. And actually our active listings is down 14% last year in the city of Austin at 2,968 listings. But what is interesting about that is that's not really true. We have a lot more listings that are, a lot more homes that are for sale. They're just not active on the market. And what I mean by that is we have had a ton of homes that were on the market. Sellers were seeing if they could get the number they want. They're finding out they couldn't. They're also finding out that if they were to sell their home and move into another home, they're not going to get that much of an upgrade as far as location or size, but their payment will almost double because of interest rates plus property taxes have increased greatly since the majority of those individuals first purchased that home. So we're seeing a lot of um, stagnation in the market. But what I mean by a lot of homes are available if they got the right price, in the MSA, Austin's Metropolitan Statistical Area, there have been 4,980 expired or withdrawn listings in the last 90 days. So sure, we have 3,000 active listings that are on the market right now, but we've had roughly another, in the city of Austin, we've had another 1,980 that were expired or withdrawn that are not currently on the market. But the reality is, is that sellers would probably still sell in the majority of those cases if they got their number, but they're not getting that number. So it, it's kind of an interesting market right now because sellers aren't willing to come down because they're in a good situation in most cases where they have a good chunk of equity in their home, but they have a really awesome interest rate. They have the homestead exemption that's keeping their property taxes capped at um, a 10% increase on an annual basis. So they're not as high as they would if they were to move into a new home and reset that cap. Um, and because of that, we're just seeing a lot fewer transactions. We're actually down on our closed transactions on our 10-year average of closed transactions, we're down 30%. The closed transactions in September were 682 transactions, which is down 13% from last September, but again, down 30% with our 10-year average on a monthly closed sales volume from first September. So what that means, and I think that's what we're gonna see a lot moving forward, is we're just going to have a lot fewer closed transactions. The market's gonna be kind of stagnant. I don't think we're gonna see a huge move either direction if we keep interest rates high um, more than likely our our median home price is going to stay in that ballpark because of all the reasons i mentioned the sellers just aren't willing or needing to come off of their number so there's not a lot of people that have to sell and buyers aren't willing to come up to the prices that sellers are wanting and a lot of that is due to affordability because of interest rates um, and the reality is is what sellers are wanting isn't probably what homes are actually worth right now Um, But again, they're not in a situation where they have to sell, so they're willing just to wait. And I think we're going to continue to see that for many months to come here in the the city of Austin and the surrounding areas. Man, uh, a fascinating picture you're painting for us there. So I know interest rates are really 
just kind of gumming everything up, yep. <laughs> right? And right. a question I know we get a lot is, is there anything we can do to reduce that interest rate and, you know, soften our payment a little bit? For sure. Let's definitely talk about a few of those things. So there's a few different ways that we can reduce your interest rate. The first one we'll talk about is called a permanent buy down. Now, this is money that you're using at closing to buy down your interest rate. So when we talk about reducing the loan, um, a point, that's 1% of the the loan amount. So you can actually buy points from your lender, meaning reducing your loan amount, which will then allow you to reduce your rate. Generally, one point is going to reduce your interest rate about a quarter of a percent, a quarter of a basis point. So I have a little example here. If you're watching on TikTok or on IG and you're seeing this graphic, if we're doing a $500,000 loan and your interest rate was 7.5, which is a generous rate right now, but if you got a rate for 7.5, that's your base rate. If you wanted to buy it down, so it would cost you $5,000 to do so, that would reduce your loan amount by $5,000, that would reduce your interest rate to 7.25%, so down a quarter of um, of a basis point. That's going to save you roughly $86 on your monthly payment. Now, every scenario is a little different. So when you're going to get a loan, you're going to ask your lender, how much would it cost to reduce the rate? Sometimes you'll get a lot, a much bigger um, reduction on your interest rate than that 0.25%. That's just a general number that we use for this example, but it can vary quite a bit based on the loan product, your qualifications. So always ask the lender that you're working with, what are your best options for buying down that rate? How much can you get off of the interest rate by reducing, by buying down the loan amount? In this case, you would save 86 bucks a month. So your break even, basically that $5,000 that you're spending at closing, um, divided by the $86 a month comes out to 58 months. So roughly you're right around five years before buying that rate down saves you money. Generally speaking, when I'm working with clients, if you're not able to get a reduction in the interest rate that's gonna make an impact in less than 36 months, I would recommend that you keep that money in your pocket and um, just pay the higher monthly payment because more than likely what's going to happen within that three-year time frame is interest rates are going to come down you'll have the flexibility to refinance if you don't do this initially and you, you refinance before that 58 months basically you're just wasting that money that you spent to buy down the rate and there's no actual savings from having the lower interest rate so because of this i would not use this this product unless you're less than 36 months because more than likely it's going to make more sense to get into the loan at the higher interest rate pay a little bit higher monthly payment and then refinance when rates do come back down now another option we have is what is called a temporary buy down now this is a cool product that has been around for a long time but hasn't really been prevalent up until the last few um, well last 12 months or so because interest rates have increased so quickly now, what the temporary buy-down does is it reduces your rate by a percentage for the first year and second year if you're doing a 2-1 buy-down, or for the first three years if you're doing a 3-2-1 buy-down. So a 2-1 buy-down would be your, your rate is reduced by 2% for the first year, 1% for the second year, and then is fixed for the last 28. So say we're back at that 7.5% interest rate, you would buy it down. Uh, we'll talk about how you do that here in a second, but it would be your, for the first year, your interest rate would be 5.5%, and for the second year, it would be 6.5%, and then back to 75 at the two-year mark. 
Now, this uh, a key component of this is this has to be funded by the seller. So this has to be something that we build into the contract using seller concessions. And this, what the, while you're doing is basically prepaying interest with this product, but it's seller paid. So if we're the buyer and we're looking at one of these and say that for a two one buy down, it's going to be 13 grand. We would just build into the uh, interest rate or into the contract $13,000 in concession that's going to go towards your closing costs that we'll be using for that buy down. Now, one cool aspect of this that is not true with a permanent buy down, but is true with a temporary buy down is you're able to get that money back if you refi. So you actually get a credit for that additional. So say we refi in two years, we spent 13 grand on that buy down. If we refi and there's still $6,000 worth of interest that we haven't paid out yet, you actually get a credit for six grand um, for refinancing early. So this is a really great product for a couple of reasons. One, the seller's paying for it. It's not coming out of your actual pocket. Two, you're able to refi if rates do come back down and lock into that lower rate. So this is something that I'm employing with a lot of clients right now that are looking because rates are so much higher. This allows us to keep that monthly payment down for the first year or two with giving us the potential to refi if rates um, do come down, which I think is likely within a two year time frame. I'd be very surprised if we're not below an 8% rate um, within two years. I, I would expect we'd be closer to six in that time frame. But I also never thought we'd be at 8% now. So I wish I had that crystal ball. I'd be really rich if I did have that crystal ball. But uh, just looking at the overall environment, I would be surprised if we don't see some relief in interest rates within a two year time frame and definitely within a three year time frame. Any questions on that, Carson? You know, I'm good. What about you, dear listener? Well, dear listener, if you do have questions, you can definitely uh, shoot me a DM on IG or, or TikTok. And then you can also message us on uh, my email is in the show notes, as well as in the bio on all of the social platforms as well. We'd be happy to answer those questions. One additional thing I did want to talk about in uh, ways to lower your interest rate is by purchasing a new home. So a lot of spec builders, when they are selling their homes, they also have what's called an in-house lender. Basically, it's under the, the same umbrella as the builder. And because of this, they will offer some pretty sweet incentives for their lender. This is one of the things that builders are doing right now is they're trying to keep their prices where they were, try to keep them high, but they're offering a whole bunch of incentives on the lending side. So those prices are kind of cropped up and it's that is another thing that's somewhat skewing our numbers is a builder in reality is reducing their price by like 40 grand by offering you all sorts of lender incentives, but they're keeping the actual home price higher for future comps. So they're not having to come back down on their price. But what this allows you to do is it allows you to get into a home. I've seen some scenarios where people are still offering 4.99% um, interest rate. So you're getting under five, which is crazy, but I've seen a whole bunch of 5.99, which is roughly a 2% savings right now. So if you're interested in looking at new homes, there are a lot of incentives that can help bring down your monthly uh, monthly payment through their lenders. And it's definitely, there's a lot of positives to buying new builds. The one downside is, is there's not a lot of spec new builds that are in close proximity to Austin. Um, primarily, if we're looking at new builds, we're going to be looking more on the outskirts of the city of Austin, as well as in the suburbs. So like your Pflugerville, your Round Rocks, Kyle, Buda. So if you're looking for... Um, a home in those areas or you're willing to do more of a commute to Austin, there's just some great values on new builds 
as well as some pretty awesome um, rate buy down options with their lender. Um, they're off most of the time they're offering to cover all closing costs. So all you're bringing to the table is your your down payment at at, uh, at the closing table. And then you're also getting your interest rate bought down um, to a, a, a pretty high level. So another option to consider. Gotcha, man. A lot of great info there. And it sounds like there's a lot of options for potential buyers. It sounds like for sure. it's a really big opportunity time. It, it is a great time to be a buyer. Now, I do think you can take your time as a buyer now in um, uh, comparison to 2021. That wasn't the case where you would see a house and it was guaranteed to sell that first weekend and it was going to be a bidding war. Now you're not having to deal with the bidding war. There are a lot more options. Some of them are off market too. So we can talk about off-market options if you're open to that as well. Definitely have a good um, list of those coming across my desk. Um, so it's not just what's listed on the MLS right now. There's stuff that is off the MLS. But uh, what I would say is if you are in a situation where you're like a first-time home buyer, you're, you have a lot of cash, there is a ton of opportunity right now. Where it's difficult is if you're that move-up buyer where you're looking to sell a house and then move into a new place. It's a little tougher to do or, or to make the, the math work on that right now. But it's a good time to enter the market. You know, 10 years from now, we're going to look back at this and be like, oh, man, that was a steal to be able to get into this market at that price point um, and without the competition, too. I don't think it's going to be as much gangbusters as it was in 2021 when it does come back and interest rates come down. But it is going to be it, there is going to be quite a wave of activity when interest rates start ticking down when we get into that 5%. I mean, hopefully we get back to that 5%. If we get back to 5% or 6%, we're going to start seeing a lot of those move up buyers start taking action. We're going to see investors coming back into the market and we'll get back into some aspect of that bidding war. So now is a time where you don't have to deal with those bidding wars. There's more things to look at. You have more options. You have more leverage on the negotiating side. Those are all positives. As long as you are working within a framework that works for you from a budget standpoint, and when we're looking at the monthly payment with the highest interest rates, the higher interest rates, it's a great time to buy, for sure. Gotcha. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> you heard it again. Yep. Run it back. Run it back. <laughs> All right, my friends. Well, as always, if you have questions, feel free to reach out to both of us. We are here to help. We appreciate all our listeners out there. We appreciate... All your guys' support that came out to the, the LLS, LLS Golf Tournament. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care.